Welcome back to another episode of Real Ballers Read. This is going to be a great episode. We will be talking about the importance of why black men should read. This is a topic that we've kind of talked around, but I think never specifically. So we really wanted to address it head on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... Why do you think, Jan, it's important for black men to read? You know, I, I think our answers on this are, you know, obviously entirely informed by our own experiences. But something that I keep coming back to is just the importance in my own life of continuing to learn how to listen. And I think that um, reading is a great practice in listening, right? I mean, you're choosing every time you open a book to sit down and listen to another person's words and hopefully with as much attention as you can give to them. And what, why I think that's important to me uh, in particular as a, as a Black man is that so often I am completely in my head. I think I, you know, just trying to protect myself, but also just generally feeling uh, like alone or worried in certain situations, not really knowing how to communicate my own feelings. It just makes me very much kind of stuck in my own head a lot of times. And I know that whether it's in my in-person relationships with people in real life or through books, I definitely have a lot that I can learn and continue to practice just when it comes to listening well and listening deeply. And what I find so interesting is that by receiving someone else's words and their thoughts, their stories, their ideas, there's actually so much that I get as well in return for that. And, you know, something that people often talk about with reading fiction is just the importance of, uh, fiction for helping people develop empathy, right? And I think that that's something that um, I definitely have gotten a lot in my own identities just for not only developing empathy for other people, but also getting through some of the shame that I have um, for myself personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So expand a little more on listening and empathy right like right away why are you saying those are two important things for black men specific mm. well i think for me i you know i'm constantly worried that i'm not being listened to right or that people don't hear me and Something that to this day still really bothers me is when I feel like I have to repeat myself. And that's something that our dad has actually brought up is something that bothers him a lot as well, um, is having to repeat himself. And obviously there are other times when he's totally fine repeating himself just out of joking. Um, but I think that there's a real fear that I have of not being heard, not being seen, not being listened to in any meaningful way. And I think that that definitely perpetuates 
that idea of myself being alone. And this is something that we've talked about before with, you know, our conversations on Native Son and We Real Cool. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely have navigated this kind of loneliness and feeling like I wasn't being seen and heard in a way. And that's left me feeling deprived at times. And it's almost paradoxical how by improving my ability to see and hear and listen to others through, you know, books and conversations, uh, I in turn feel seen, heard and listened to better as well. Um, I can't really explain that dynamic uh, in its entirety. It's just something that I've noticed through reading a lot and seeing how my conversations and my relationships have changed over the last few years that I've really taken reading seriously. And so that's kind of what I mean by that. Um, but I think part of it is that when you read books uh, like Native Son, like We Real Cool, like Toni Morrison's books, I mean, the way that characters are created and kind of get to tell their stories through books is just incredible. And people will be very complex and there will be the whole range of subtle and strong emotions. Um, and there's just so much that we can relate to through the characters in books, just the same way that we relate to people through movies and TV shows and music. Mm -hmm. um, but that kind of like that emotionality is just so strong in books, I think, mm -hmm. in a way that can really help us learn about ourselves, you know? Um, and yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. What are your thoughts on that though? Oh, I think it's all very true. And yeah, I'll ask you though, why do you think reading aside from the other things that folks can be doing, watching movies, listening to music why is reading um the activity that gives you all of these positive side effects hmm. you know the the first thing that comes to mind really is that there's something so gentle about reading a book um it's it's a quiet activity it's a slow activity. It's something that you can do by yourself uh, in a very like restful way, whether you're sitting in a chair or sitting on the couch or whatever, even going on a walk, listening to an audio book. There's just a certain gentleness around reading that I really don't feel when I'm on social media or watching movies and TV shows. There can be explosions or just lots of like really strong imagery in a way that uh, is entertaining and certainly can get you addicted to watching it, but it just doesn't really spark that same kind of imagination or those same kind of feelings that reading can. And that's why I think it's, that's why I think reading and books in particular are special for that because of that gentleness, you know, and there's so much power in the gentle. There's so much power in the slow and the quiet. And it's something where the more that I read and the more that I can really be in tune with a writer's voice and also that that inner voice that I have while I'm reading, uh, 
the easier it is for me to communicate and be able to like name and claim my feelings like in any context, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what makes it easier, right? Because every time that, that I go to read, I'm starting very small with very small and simple, just with like words on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it grows into something so much bigger, right? Just off of the feelings that I'm having, the the things that I can imagine, question, dream about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with all the all of the benefits that I've kind of come to notice through reading for myself, um, I find it really interesting how we're only just now, after two years, coming to this point of being interested in you know starting an actual book club, right, or a reading group um, for for Black men. And so I'm curious to, for you, Miles, like what has been your own relationship to reading and your identities and what's so important about like even our relationship or us opening that up to conversations with more people with more black men in particular about books yeah i think um being on bookstagram and uh just more out in the book reading community for the last couple of years there are a lot of really great black men talking about books and it is a a small group though and i would say the overwhelming majority is black women and that's not that isn't like a a split that i would say is like unjust or anything i do purely think it's just based on interest and based on emotional intelligence generally um because i think women are more drawn to reading because it does affirm their emotional intelligence and men are drawn to it to like gain information to help them get a get ahead in life but it's never really to like become more emotionally intelligent or to uh, affirm that side of them. Um, And yeah, I I think generally women and black women have a great track record of organizing around reading book clubs, um, just, you know, all of the top influencers, all of our guests, you know, starting out on this podcast, all of the support that we got was, from black women and that's not a surprise it's like they were really happy to see other black men reading and wanted to help share that message more so that's a bit of the context there Uh, but i think in general talking about black men as black men has become difficult in some ways just in that i think when black men start talking about black men or when black men start self-organizing into groups it kind of gets the image or the assumption attached that these men are misogynist or kind of have nefarious aims or they're, it's a religious group, or it's just there are a lot of connotations 
for when black men talk about black men things or you know have podcasts even i think a lot of this stereotype of black men with podcasts is us just like coming on here to talk shit about black women right and that's not the case at least for us but those are just some examples of the images and thoughts about black men in this media space and yeah i think i had a fear of being known as a black man in a sense and we're like have a, a fear of being proud of being a black man right i was thinking of those insta instagram posts that were like i am a black man <laughs> like i will not i will not um denigrate my brothers i will uplift my brothers and everyone's just like oh this whole type ass post right and i think that's funny but also we have to realize that if black men feel insecure and in calling themselves and seeing themselves as black men then they do not feel fully humanized and and i realized that i was possibly dehumanizing myself by not talking about my issues fully as a man and kind of seeing them on an equal or same playing field as a woman in an effort to, you know, be a feminist or to be down with the patriarchy, all these things. I think at the end of the day, we have to talk about our own issues, our own difficulties that when when we do and if we do it well and you know really talk and hold each other accountable could mean great progress. And yeah, I'm very now excited about thinking of, about reading with this black man focus as uh being very positive in, in that way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's real. And I think for one thing, you reminded me of We Real Cool Again, because there's a part there when Bell Hooks is talking about the fact that, you know, when you grow up and your needs are constantly uh kind of like denied or you don't you know you don't ever really get your needs uh fully fulfilled it's very easy to start to believe that your needs don't matter when if your needs don't matter then you don't matter and kind of what you're saying is that we have these you know parts of our childhood that are traumatic or needs that we still have now um for friendship and for that dignity that humanity that confidence in ourselves. Um, but if we don't feel like we're worthy of them, or if society at large, you know, often makes it seem like black men are not worthy of them, then we're stuck, you know, and we're stuck in a really tough, hard place with one another and for ourselves. And I think especially when we consider, you know, the just what just happened most recently with the Tory Lanes getting convicted um or 
so many of the like controversial images of like black men celebrities in the media right now there's constantly like a simultaneous kind of inflation of like black men as these like larger than life superheroes as well as these you know huge monsters and you know that that dynamic around representation i think is really interesting because it for sure i mean it definitely makes me uh feel some type of way i think just feeling like you know if all these men if all these black men in the public eye like are dehumanized in some way then like what does that mean for people who aren't even famous and successful um but again i think that's where reading comes in because there's something so human about the practice of reading that can kind of yeah kind of quell all that pressure and really kind of give people the time and space to think about who they are as a person as an individual what they want to believe in um rather than just going for what the image is and what the media says. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the big topics or issues that you think need to be addressed as Black men through reading? Mm. Well, the first few that come to mind are, you know, our relationships with ourselves, you know, like how do we see ourselves as black men with everything that that entails who are the other black men in our lives and how do we relate with them how do we regard them as people um because i think that's a huge dynamic that i've noticed and that we've talked about some coming out of college is just how um a lot of black men don't trust like other black men at all you know what i'm saying like and definitely don't really claim you know their full identity because we're constantly sensitive and worried about folks you know shutting us down if we were to be our full selves around them um so i think that's one i think for sure next is relationships with black women um you know be them our mothers sisters uh daughters right like friends and romantic partners um i think there's just so much there's so much there in our relationships with black women that books can help us explore and talk about and really heal in a lot of ways and it's always interesting to think how throughout all of college right and even now like most most of the conversations that really attract black folks to the table to talk about it is always around relationships between black men and women you know yeah um but I think there as well is relationships with, uh, you know, our black family members who are queer, right, and gay, and you know, transgender, gender nonconforming in any way. Um, I think that there's so much that we still can learn about why we're socialized to fear or, you know, have certain feelings towards people that are different, even when they are black. Um, and then finally, I think there is definitely a, a huge relationship just with our with our childhood selves and with black children in general, um, being both the past and future, right, of black folks and our identities, which I think are really important. And just right there, I mean, those four relationships are all, you know, all all 
dynamics that we're always already talking about, whether it's Dave Chappelle or or Kanye or whoever. Um, mm -hmm. But there's so many opportunities in the books that we can read to, you know, investigate those relationships um, all, all towards healing them, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so that's kind of what I see, but all of them kind of being centered on relationships. But what do you think as well are some other like issues to be addressed? Um, yeah, I think education is kind of a meta one mm. that is really important, which is like the reason why a lot of black men don't read in the first place. Um, for one, their teachers in school pass them through even when they possibly didn't show full reading skills or reading comprehension and yeah just pass them through a year after year of school and can still graduate with a high school degree not being able to to read and that's like really the most fundamental thing for you not even just to go to college but to get any kind of job to fill out any kind of application you have to be able to read, analyze, and comprehend. So, mm -hmm. and education as well in terms of how us as Black men are treated, as Black boys, you know, treated from BK through 12, what that school-to-prison pipeline really means, the role of literacy in that line, and... I think that is just such, such a big wake-up call in, in terms of the amount of Black boys that don't even get to become men because the system just, like, really eats them. Mm -hmm. And that that is one of the more tragic aspects, I think, of American culture now. That's, that's one. Um, definitely need to have um you know this goes back to what you were saying prior but really to think about what the role of wealth is or how how we see money and providing for those that we love in our life so much of what being a black man is now is tied to money and we feel like we don't deserve love or attention or anything without it. I think that's really sad too. And it's tied up in so, so many different cultures and subcultures, you know, fashion, basketball, or obviously just general corporate world it's all very similar in terms of how we try to live for appearances and i think our definition of what a man is needs to be disentangled and really separated from that in a way that can just make that relationship healthier like we all need money but I think that the things that, that we do for it and even when we have it, it could, could be a lot, a lot wiser. Mm -hmm. um, 
what else? Yeah, the list really goes on, but I really don't think it's a matter of the quantity of topics because even the ones that we've named could read about and talk about for for years. Forever. Yeah. So, um, just really excited to take on this new approach and yeah thinking about as black men what we want to learn about most and how we want to best show up for our community we really think this is a great way forward and i'll ask you though are you still you know worried about how things may be perceived or um worried about Or yeah, just what is your journey with, you know, feeling about the importance of specifying the audience and possibly cutting off other possibilities? Mm. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think we've been right to want to stay open to being like, hey, like real ballers read this message is really kind of for everyone, right? And I think that... uh, we have definitely gone back and forth before around like the merits and disadvantages of, you know, specifying that it's just for black folks or just for, um, just for black men in particular, or just for a certain age group. But I would say that some of the most like meaningful feedback and appreciation that we've gotten is from other young black men of our generation of our age group really feeling like we are here for them and like this process that we're all going through of kind of trying to come to terms with our lives and our identities and our childhoods and our futures and our just ability to kind of survive and live successful lives in a way. And I think that, you know, what what we're seeing here is how really just going deeper into ourselves and into going deeper into those relationships um, is just, it's crucial. It's really important. And I think that for us as well, thinking about how we can expand the conversation, get better at organizing ourselves, because I think one dynamic for sure for a lot of Black men is just like the loneliness and not really having those brave spaces where you can show up and connect with people in a really meaningful way. But this is the kind of thing where it really, you, we really only see the the benefits of it um, over a long period of time, just with how being there for one another at such a young age can really kind of make the difference in the long run. And yeah, for sure, I'm always sensitive to how people um, perceive it, I think. There's there's one side that's always like, ah, forget what everyone else is saying because that doesn't really matter. But I think it's also really important for us to remain sensitive and constantly listening to people that we do care about and care for. Mm-hmm. And I think that for sure keeps us on our toes as well for just remembering that we are responsible for how we come off for other people, you know. Um, and even though I think we are at a point where we really do want to be there for all of the black men in our lives in a new way. Um, We're still here for all the black women in our lives, all the people who 
we've come to befriend and really get to know through social media. So I think I think our hearts are true in this. And it's something that we just, you know, can keep being like confident and humble about, you know, in a way, just because we're really trying to still explore how we can best provide and offer something like meaningful for specific people, you know. And I think that is definitely harder to do when you're not intentional about how and like who you're showing up for. Um, but what I found so what I find so interesting is that this entire time that we've been doing Real Ballers Read, even without saying it, like people always see how we look and how we come off identifying uh, gender wise that you know, it's constantly from guests or from people that follow us on Instagram. It's always like, oh, y'all are really representing for young black men in terms of that importance of reading. Um, and so it's like, what's the difference between everybody else telling us that that's why they rock with us and us like actually claiming it? I think there's a there's actually a huge difference just in terms of our ability to be intentional about it. But yeah, I think there's so much potential that we have and end of the day like anything and everything that we're doing has got to be rewriting the rules and really doing things differently because that's how we can make a difference and that's just generally how I'm feeling about it but what about you what do you think are some of your hesitations but also some of your most exciting things just going into the new year um yeah, and oh, sorry, I don't even know if we clearly explained the idea, but we want to start a book club for Black men. And, hmm, you know, I don't think I really have many teachings now. I really just want to start it and see. I don't know what I have to worry about yet. I think there's always a worry, a little bit of a worry about how we're perceived, but I think we have a lot more to gain in terms of being for this specific audience than not. So I'm just really excited to grow and talk with a group of Black men. have no idea what this group is going to be like yet, and I'm just really excited to see it form and take shape meeting after meeting. And seeing what books we'll want to read, what topics we'll want to cover, those things is what I'm excited about most because it's just a idea now, but as it becomes more real, it will snowball. And I think I'll just get even more excited about it then. But mm -hmm. yeah, just, just really pumped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fire. Mm -hmm. That's fire. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, that was wonderful, man. I'm really glad that we got to talk about it with you on the podcast thank you so much for listening no matter who you are listening to the show we would love to hear from you just about what you've been thinking about how you've been receiving and responding to our podcast this episode and all before in 2022 thank you so much for listening and happy new year happy happy new year from janet miles at real bars read thanks for listening catch you next time